platform.
who focused on women-led enterprises and try to work with them. I will give you more examples as I go along. So that came under our uh, Adopt-A-Village theme. And on that, we also brought in um, transformational life skills training. Because for us, we found that it's not enough to just talk about skill development. It has to be uh, a holistic approach to uh, empowering the woman, her thinking process, her confidence building, her competency building, all that comes in together. And then this becomes like a program where you train women who become like a training of the trainers. And those women are in a position to take the message forward. And as we all know, if you train a woman, you really train the family and the community. You will get far more output from that. So that is on the village uh, level training. And then in the middle sector, I thought we will focus on what we call the adopter ITI. Industrial Training Institute, where we thought we would get that captive audience of young people, young men and women who are uh, wanting to learn, who need the opportunity that they haven't got. And we've just finished uh, two successful workshops on uh, about a thousand young students who register for online classes, which was our first, their first exposure. These are certified online classes we were able to bring to the table through our uh, 17 chapters and that was very successful and that is uh, it's going to be an ongoing process from now on. Working in COVID times when there's no physical uh, interaction possible, online was the answer. And among the others, we would like, I would like to tell you about what we're doing for uh, our work under the handloom sector. That's another very uh, you know, uh, depressed market right now. And for women, when we're talking about sustainable livelihoods, I'm really talking about key sectors like the handloom handicraft and the tourism sector, where I come from, the agriculture sector, and the MSMEs, the micro ones. So these are all where women can be helped, where we would like to reach out to women. So with that, I uh, must tell you, recently we've had a good tie-up with uh, Creative Dignity, they are an e-commerce site and they've got banded together several other e-commerce companies under them. And we and Flo are giving them the bandwidth to be able to reach out through our members to distress artisans in each part of the country. And uh, Creative Dignity has come with a very um, interesting approach of being able to empower, the train the artisans to be able to form their own catalogs to be able to talk about their produce and to be able to cut out the middlemen. So Flow has done its bit. That we've tried to give them the connect to these great uh, partners that we have and help them gain the confidence, you know, believe in their products, sell their uh, unsold stock and get on directly to the e-commerce platform. All these initiatives, I can't say that, you know, we've achieved this and that, but We've been able to make a head start and I'm sure that the empathy and the passion and, you know, that all the people have shown around us and helped us in this journey, that we want to be able to touch lives and to be able to make a difference to them.
I'm sure you will. And uh, the journey that you just explained, I mean, it was a beautiful journey. You spoke about uh, so many initiatives that Floor has taken. And I'm sure that this journey would have been full of uh, various kinds of challenges because when you talk about skilling and reskilling women and yes. rural areas, you know, it automatically comes with its own set of social challenges as well. And uh, there might be some uh, economic challenges. So there might be a lot of challenges which you might have faced. So do you have like uh, in your top of the mind recall, is there any one single most biggest challenge that you've faced? I've just finished my first quarter in flow and our team. We've, you know, finished our first quarter in August. We did three months, of course, of it. And now that we are in our second quarter and we're trying to uh, substantiate our work, we know these challenges are there, but we also see the hope with which we can work. And I've received a lot of, you know, just positive energy around me more than anything else. So I must also tell you that it would not have been possible for Flo to do this work alone. And we have a lot of implementing partners who we've identified and we're working together with. For instance, we were able to reach out to our partners from the Netherlands called Women on Wings, they have also come forward to help us um, through our chapters to reach out to NGOs who are working in women-led enterprises and we connect them. So if there's any NGO with that women enterprise who wants to scale up, we can connect them to Women on Wings. And in fact, our Lucknow chapter has done a great job and taken off with that. So has uh, Hyderabad. And there are other chapters who are finding their feet and working on this. So I'm sure by the end of my term, we will have more solid work to show. But the main thing is, the key point is that we've been able to put them into a structure. There's a structure. Our job is to get everyone on the train and we hope they will chug along. Because there's so much work going on in the country, you know. But everyone is working in silos. So I thought if we could just do our bit and connect the two, there would be half the battle won. And we can see that our women, they are enthusiastic. They want to learn. And it's our uh, responsibility as a chamber and as, you know, a privileged woman in this setup that we should all do our bit. So every drop counts. We may not all, none of us are, you know, have to be entrepreneurs and businesswomen and others who put in our time into flow. Ideas to all work together, grow together. And uh, whenever we can, we also lend our mentorship to them. So our women in the ITIs who we speak with online and train, we also try to mentor them. We also try to offer them the apprenticeship, the internship, and then help them on to livelihood. So it's all, uh, everything is a circular economy end of the day. It, Everything is connected. So if we all do our bit in this, this, this journey, some of us would have made a difference. And uh, among the other things we've spoken about, we've also highlighted a lot to the oil and gas ministry, for instance, that if we had uh, women, we've been mooting for uh, more women, self-help groups to be offered, retail outlets to be offered, CNG, distribution channels in the rural areas. So these are what we're trying to give up to the government as a policy work. Since uh, the petroleum ministry and the tourism ministry are now planning to do some work together in the sense that 
with the recent uh, report have you seen that the petroleum minister has spoken about uh, offering uh, green vehicles around the iconic uh, monuments of the country and we have spoken to the tourism ministry for women led enterprises around the iconic monuments of the country and we in fact at flow we have signed an mou with the ministry of tourism on this so i'm excited that i can see some fit happening everywhere they're all moving in concentric cycles and we should be able to put it together essentially women are at the basis of all these uh, employment generation avenues but their work is not really recognized nor monetized so we want to be able to bring them this specific skill training and these awareness building of these livelihood options and get them into these work under these ministries specifically on the ground for women i understand you you talking about skilling and you talking about sustainable development uh, do you have any goal in your mind or are there any particular milestones that you're looking at well of course there are goal posts i'm trying to create for myself pragya that i hope to leave behind but whatever we are trying to do we must be real that for our village adoption plan we can set this engine into motion as flow what we would like is that this would carry on beyond my term each president just comes with a one year tenure so if i can have connected the implementing partners together we put a system in place like my uh, predecessors have done before with their own programs uh, and initiatives we hope this was here to stay and carry this uh, engine forward and uh, that is in the long term in the rural areas but yes i can give you some uh, dashboard that we have created that we think we can show results before end of my tenure where we can show specifically the life skills training the programs that we put out and how many girls have we empowered and these iti training and how many people's lives have we touched the financial literacy the soft skills and other trade related training those we have the numbers for and a lot of them we are largely having to do online under these specific verticals we are showing numbers and we have already done 4000 in financial literacy in our two uh, which we just had last month where 1000 students each it was 2000 there there be numbers will come in my thing is that not just numbers we also want to have uh, you know ignited minds and uh, it's so heartening to see these uh, young girls who reach out and thank us and they want to be part of this we keep telling them it you also have to show that proactiveness and approach us so now they know that okay flow is this body who's giving us workshop training so after this round that we've had there'll be other rounds that we plan to do on various levels this the first one we were doing was on how to build a business there will be other training that we hope to do on driving entrepreneurship skills working on other parts of this business building opportunities so what we try to tell them that the country needs women who are uh, who build up that thinking and the the self esteem that is what will drive and the courage to dream so with that will come the hope that they can actually become job creators and not job seekers that they want to become micro entrepreneurs build nano businesses it is possible it is possible that the government has so many schemes in place and i think the job of flow really is to be able to connect the two these masses of our young people 
who need this. And though there's so much out there in the country that is being offered by the government, they still need to connect. That is what organizations like us really need to do and what we're focusing on. You'd be glad to know that uh, I think on the 2nd of October, we are signing an MOU with the NSDC. Their help, we will be able to go further. On another point, let me tell you, which I haven't mentioned, is that that's a rural area to talk about, but in the middle sector in urban India, there's also the opportunity for all our uh, women who are doing home-based businesses or who are at home, not being able to go back to the workplace, who become, what is the new word called, home entrepreneurs, homepreneurs. We are trying to reach out to them from flow through the gym, the government e-marketplace. They visit, they've spoken with us, with our members, and they are ready to give the workshops to all our chapters in, in the country so that our women know that there are opportunities there to become vendors for services and for goods. And as you know, that the government of India's mandate is there for 3% of purchase from women, women vendors. So there is an opportunity there, which our people need to know about. So that is what we're trying to do. In fact, I think two weeks ago, Flow was approached by uh, Numaliga Refinery Limited, that's a mini Ratna from Assam. Since I'm from the Northeast, he knew of me and approached me and uh, to be able to hold this workshop for the women entrepreneurs of the Northeast. And we had other speakers besides uh, Numaliga Refinery who spoke about the connect, like the CGM of SBI and National Small Industries Corporation. They were all their speakers. And there was a a very good turnout. Wow. So I can understand that your organization is engaged in skilling and uh, giving workshops and mentoring women. Uh, you also spoke about life skills, financial literacy skills and soft skills. Uh, but then how do you ensure that these women uh, you know, continue to stay empowered? Like once you enable them with certain skills, how do you ensure that they continue to implement what they have learned? We haven't come to that stage as yet, uh, Pragya, because this is all the part of what we've done. I've never believed in short-term skilling. So when we had spoken about the transformation in life skills, believe me, these women go back with such a sense of empowerment. Women have responded and women have done better with that. So we can give them this training. It's not a free training. It's something that we are trying to raise funds and do it. And we're looking for sponsorships all the time. And mind you, in COVID time, when there's no other money in the private sector, the CSR wing, we are still struggling, but we haven't given up hope. And we've approached several companies and organizations, and perhaps something will come out of it because this, we have a, a lot of faith in this. Uh, when I said the Flow 3C initiative of competency, capacity, and confidence building through these transformational life skills, we believe it's going to make a difference. Under this itself, they are like certified modules. The same is at least under this itself to train at least 10,000 women by April. And I'm hopeful that um, if you're doing good work, this will continue. And all our chapters and my succeeding team are going to take it forward. My senior vice president is also totally in the loop with this. And we want to be able to carry it forward and, and make our mark, make a difference. Absolutely fascinating. 
you know the the thing that you said about uh, trickling positivity of you know from one uh, person to another sort of empowers every other woman out there so it also aligns very well uh, with the core motto of flo uh, right that's the power to empower so uh, absolutely and you were also talking about some of your sustainability initiatives so how are your sustainability initiatives sort of align with this uh, motto can you throw some light on that sustainability has so many interpretations for the main one was that it has to be closer to nature closer to you know we were like uh, with the pandemic upon us it really did seem that uh, the old ways will no longer work we'll have to look at uh, smaller businesses the migrant labor going back you know the whole uh, dependency only on the city city job city thing is also going to change so sustainability comes with with many facets i find that uh, for instance when we had uh, the young girls who were uh, when the retail malls had closed down but they were all city bred and they were coming back to the small towns and villages these girls they needed to be able to be trained in uh, in other work so we see an opportunity there that if we had more of the you know business counseling sessions for them more training on say merchandise uh, businesses there more regular workshops on new business opportunities exposure visits online now for uh, what there was in the city they were to what they can apply to the mind in the smaller town you know that there's been a lot of rural startups which have happened which is taking place now a lot of e-commerce uh, startups are also taking place now because uh, what they've seen in the city they can also replicate in the smaller towns so we do think there will be more and more of this in the smaller towns and uh, if we can give that training to the women online and uh, see that they be able to work from where they are that might be a lot of answer to our problems that women are being able to work from home work online adapt the city ideas to the ground in the smaller cities and and be able to you know earn their livelihood for instance we find that we've taken on a project with our another flow implementing partner and a flow member which is where we uh, train young girls to ride two wheeler bikes two wheelers and they get the license for it so these girls who are come from the city who had that confidence they have got taken to this and they are also part of the small e-commerce cycle so now that e-commerce is growing even in these smaller towns they need more girls to be able to do the delivery chain so they become part of the delivery chain so there's a lot of interesting uh, developments happening there that we've been able to get them the training and the licenses in some chapters we've not been able to go as fast with the covid time but some have been able to have girls trained and put them out in the marketplace and along with that i feel more and more that when i talk about sustainability i'm talking more about going back to small town villages going into agri businesses agris is a big uh, opportunity right there and i feel that our uh, women are taking part of it our young men are have also gone back to the villages and towns and taking to agriculture there's agriculture is opportunity there's opportunity in the healthcare in the nursing in the training which is required in home based activities that there is a demand for 
There's also demand for when we spoke about the training for the transformational life skills with these women who get, uh, you know, more um, mentally prepared to take on and more confident. They qualify very well to work under the, the ASHA trainers for the government to become the what the petroleum minister calls the hey the uh, called the ujjala didis they are the women who can go in the rural households and tell you how to put on that gas or how to fix that gas pipe so they train for that so that is going to be the new opportunity for women because the old mindsets have to go be more agribased e-commerce more women who learn how to say where the solar panel for instance seva is doing that in gujarat that the training women to be solar technicians where we have more women in the say food processing making your pickles making your jams earning from that where in assam with the areca nuts leaves freely going to waste there's been ngos who've been able to make this a opportunity where they have been put up units where these are used as biodegradable tableware and that has given the women opportunity to collect the uh, erica nut leaves and give them to the factories earn daily and be able to generate a product which is now an actually an export quality product i i just said something very important that the old mindset has to go yes yes there yes. needs to uh, you know adapt with the new uh, yes. ecosystem that we are in right yes and with this uh, Uh, let me thank you for uh, being a fantastic guest uh, for the third episode of uh, leadership lessons and i wish you all the best uh, for your journey and uh, for close journey as well thank you so much thank you very much pragya it was delightful to speak with you thank you So if you have any feedback or would like to feature in HT Smartcast leadership lessons you can ping me at the rate Pragya Gulati on LinkedIn you can also write to us at the rate HT Smartcast HT Smartcast is present across social media platforms including Facebook Twitter Instagram YouTube and LinkedIn for more such podcasts go to htsmartcast.com thank you This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.